All right, so we'll say good morning, good morning, let us begin. Beginning by thanking all of our sponsors for this morning. Sure to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Sivan, Paul and Kathy Pollock for dedicating all the Sherman Shoshos this month. And the Zchos of Rafur Shalima for Kathy's sister, Dinah Baker Matson. We thank our Day of Learning sponsors, Larry and Marsha Loeb, in honor of their children and grandchildren from the East Brunswick contingent. Beautiful. We thank all of our sponsors for their continued sponsorship and dedication. I both say with that, let us begin. Today's daf is Chavdala 24. We are picking up at the Mishnah on Chav Gimel of Abbas 23b, Bottom Mishnah. Af Hanoshim She'inon Ne'emanos Lomar Meis Bailo, Ne'emanos Lahavi Esgita. Joseph, remember again, back to our Yuvamis days. Back to our Yuvamis days. So remember again, the halacha is as follows. When it comes to testifying about the fact that a husband died, and thereby allowing his wife to remarry, we generally relax the standards for that type of edos. However, there are certain women who are not believed to give this particular edos because there is an assumed animosity between them and the woman about whom they are giving the edos. And there is a sincere concern that they may purposely try to go ahead and lie in order to mess up this woman. So who are the examples of the relationships which contain natural animosity? So the Gemara says, so first of all, the Mishnah says, even those women who are not believed to give testimony that the husband died, are believed to give testimony, ultimately again to bring her get, or are believed to bring her get. Who are these people? Chamosa, a mother-in-law. Bas Chamosa, the daughter of a mother-in-law or a sister-in-law, right? Sarasa, which is also a, co- a co-wife. Sarasa, Yevimta, which is a sister-in-law. Bas Baila, the daughter of her husband. So I will say, in all of these cases, there's an assumed animosity that exists within these relationships. And as such, said these women are not permitted to go ahead and testify mm-hmm. that a husband died. Yet, they are believed to go ahead and bring a get. Ma ben get lamisa. So I asked the Mishnah, so why the distinction between get and testifying about death? It's very simple. The Gemara says, shak sad Get is different. They'll say, why is get different? You have a document. You have a document. As opposed to testimony that the husband dies where the entire testimony rests upon, rests upon the legitimacy or believability or credibility of these women, a get, by a get, you have a bona fide document that's there. Ha'isha atzma mevi'eskita. Suppose we've already seen this quoted a number of times. A woman herself is permitted to bring her get. Assuming they were talking about a get that is brought from Dina Sayam overseas, so a woman is believed to go ahead and bring her own get. However, she must obviously be able to say, So say this is actually quite interesting because what the, what the Mishnah seems to be saying is that if a woman is bringing her own get from Medina Sayam to Eretz Yisrael, she needs to say, Now, We'll discuss the parameters of that case because it doesn't seem to make all that much sense because once a woman receives her get, she is divorced. What is she seeing? So we'll get to that in the Gimar. I asked the Gimar, Vatanya, but we learned, So remember again, the Mishnah began with a statement. What was the statement of the Mishnah? Even though this group of women are not believed to testify about the death of a husband, they are believed to go ahead and bring a get. I, but the Ibrahisa says, the same way that these women are not believed regarding the death of the husband, they're also not believed to bring a get. So we'll say, what's the pshat? Amr Yosef, look, it's not a contradiction. In other words, we'll say, so the Ibrahisa, 
the Brisa seems to pose a contradiction to our Mishnah, to which Rav Yossi says it's not a kasha. Kan beretz Yisrael, kan bochutz laaretz. One, one, one is talking about bringing against Eretz Yisrael, and one is getting closer. Which one is which? So I say, watch this. Baaretz. So in Eretz Yisrael, the lav adibura didei kasam chinon mehemna. So I say in Eretz Yisrael, in Eretz Yisrael, where you don't have to say befane nechtav or befane nechtam. So remember, we are not relying on the edos of the person bringing the yet. What are we relying on? What are we relying on? The document. The document. Right? You can also get into Edom. You see, okay, the document. In other words, the document stands on its own. So therefore, that's when these women are believed to bring a get. It's Dafkan Eretz Yisrael. Because again, they're not part, really part of the certification process. But again, if one of these women are bringing a get to Chutz Laretz, where I will say, you're bringing a get to Chutz Laretz, what do you have to do? What do you have to do? I, then it's mamish the words of this woman upon which we are relying. That we're not going to do. So therefore, the way the Gemara understands it is, the Mishnah is talking about a case where they're bringing a get in Eretz Yisrael, and the Bryce is talking about a case where they're bringing a get in Chutz Laretz. I'm really a Bayi. Bayi says, Adrabo. Just the opposite. Just the opposite. Mistabra. The exact opposite seems to be clear. How so? Baaretz in Eretz Yisrael, Listen to what Abayi says. In Eretz Yisrael, in Eretz Yisrael when, it, when, right, when, it, when you bring a get, you give a get to a woman. So it's true, you don't say b'fani nechtav, b'fani nechtav. But I will say, what could happen? What could happen? The husband, because you don't say b'fani nechtav, b'fani nechtav, the husband has the ability to object to the get. It was fraud. It's right, it, 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 it's not true. It was made up. And the truth is, Rabbi will say, if he comes and he makes such a claim, what's the halacha? What's the halacha? We're going to have to entertain it. In other words, we're not saying that, that we don't say we automatically accept that claim, but Lamaisa, we also just can't summarily reject it. So Abayi says like this, in Eretz Yisrael, where if the husband comes and lodges a complaint, we would have to go through that process. So I'll say, that's where we don't believe these women mention the Mishnah if they bring a get. Why? Because what are we concerned about? We're concerned they're trying to mess over, we'll call her Rachel, the wife in this case. We're concerned they're trying to mess over Rachel. Because maybe, maybe, and I will say, people do crazy things when they dislike other people. Maybe they made this whole thing up. Maybe they just wrote up this get. Maybe they forged signatures, all in an effort to mess over Rachel. And what's going to happen? Ruvain's going to show up. He's going to say, Lord, how are you doing? I never wrote a get. I never did this. Or was done under coercion. And they're going to mamish mess up Rachel. However, Bechutz Laaretz, but will say in where once you bring a guest from Chutzlar Saris Israel, what do you have to say? What do you have to or once you bring a guest from what do you have to say? What happens once Bafani Nechtav or Bafani Nechtam is said? What happens? What happens? The get is closed. There is no more conversation about it. Even if the husband shows up banging on Bayesians or I never gave it, it was fraudulent, this that we don't listen. So I will say, so there in Chutzlaretz, in Chutzlaretz, once they, these women would be believed, why? Because once the get is given, there's no longer any possibility of chas v'shalom, you know, you know, undermining the validity of the get. And I will say, this is indeed how the Raman Paskin, the Raman Paskin is like Abaye, namely, that the women mentioned in the Mishnah are believed to bring a get, dafka, when it's from Chutzlaretz, because you have to say, b'fani nechtav, u'b'fani nechtam, Ultimately, and I will say again, remember, as we saw already, right, we saw this earlier, 
doesn't just mean like you're saying the statement, right? Can you imagine like you roll into Beisdin, you have the get, and Beisdin's not like, okay, right, have a good day, right? Obviously, we saw already, sparks a conversation in Beisdin that ultimately leads or doesn't lead to the validation of the get. Remember, again, I will say, it could be that there are times where is said, and then after the entire discussion with Beisdin, Beisdin is not sure if this is valid or not. But the Raman Paskins, that Aloha Lamaisa, these women mentioned in the Mishnah, are believed to go ahead and bring a get only when the get is originating in Chutz Laaretz. Because that is going to require a Bafane Nechtav, a Bafane Nechtam. That is going to spark a due diligence in Beisdin, and that's when they will be believed. But Aloha Lamaisa and Eretzi, for bringing get in Eretzi Yisrael, these women would not be believed to bring the get. Because since technically you could bring a get in Eretz Yisrael without any type of validation process, that's when there's a concern that they may be trying to mess over Rachel. Incredible. Tanya Kavasi Dabai. Bryce says the parts of Ayyub. I got to Rachel a little bit too soon. Bryce says the parts of Ayyub. Shimon Alazar Omishum Bayekiva. Isha Ne'emenes Lahavi Gitim Kavachomer. A woman is believed to bring her own get based on the Kavachomer. What's the Kavachomer? Uman Nashim Shamrucha Chamim Ein Ne'emanos Lomar Meis Bailah. So I'll say, even though Chazal said the women who are not normally believed to testify that a husband died. Right, that someone else's husband died, that Rachel's husband died. Ultimately, again, Ne'emanos uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Ne'emanos Lahavigita, yet they are believed to go out and bring a get. He, Sheneemanos Lamarmes Baila. Rachel herself, who is believed to say my husband died, Eno Din Sheneemanos Lahavigita. Ultimately, again, she certainly should be believed to bring her own get. I will say, that's a pretty solid Kavachomer, right? In other words, if the women who are not normally believed to testify about the death of a man, are believed to bring a get, then the wife herself, who is believed to testify about her husband's death. So in other words, we learned this extensively, right? One, one of the incredible kulos that Chazal gave in order to avoid aguna situations is that a woman is believed when she comes to Basin and she says, my husband is dead, right? So if she's believed to give that testimony, certainly she could bring her own get. Tap of Chavdalit, umimakom shebasa, and I will say, ultimately, again, let's go back to the origin of that halakha, just like in those previous cases, ultimately again, they are obligated to say So too she is obligated to also say So you see that the way the Bryce is framing the case is as a situation where has to be said. What's the only case where Befane Nechta, Befane has to be said? In a get from Chutz Laaretz. So you see from here that Allah Chalamaisa, like Abai was saying, that these women mentioned in the Mishnah are only believed to bring a get when it's the type of get that would trigger a certification process, which is a get that is brought from overseas. Incredible. Or Chutz Laaretz. Amravashi, Masnisi Namidik Abai, our Mishnah supports this as well. Diktani, Hayyose, Chavdalud, Amadalav 24a. Five lines down. A woman could bring her own get. Except we'll say that she needs to say, So see indeed that we are talking about a get that comes from Chutz La'aretz. Okay. For Rav Yosef. So we'll say in Rav Yosef's interpretation of the Mishnah. So Rav Yosef, remember again. So that's Abaye. And again, we saw the Raman Paskins like Abaye. But according to Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef's understanding of the Mishnah is that ultimately, again, these women are really only believed when they bring a get in Eretz Yisrael. 
Because when they bring a get in Eretz Yisrael, ultimately we're not relying on their words, we're just relying on the document. So according to Rav Yosef, Reisha v'seifa v'chutz l'aretz, mitziyasa b'aretz. So you're going to see according to Rav Yosef, we'll say the way the Mishnah is set up is the first case of the Mishnah is talking about Eretz Yisrael, I'm sorry, uh, the first case of the Mishnah is talking about chutz l'aretz. The end of the Mishnah is talking about chutz l'aretz, and the middle of the Mishnah is talking about Eretz Yisrael. It's just a strange way to set up the Mishnah, but to which the Gemara says, in, Reisha v'seifa v'chutz l'aretz. No, that's, this is the way that is set up. Right at the beginning and end of the Mishnah, Chutz Laretz, Mitzi Asabaretz. In the middle case, the Mishnah is talking about Eretz Yisrael. Mimai, Midiktani, since the Mishnah says, Ma ben get lemisa, what's the difference between get and death? Shaksav mochiach. Ultimately, again, because a get has writing, a get has a document to back it up. Velokatani, Shaksav upe mochiach. But the Mishnah says, Rabbi Yosef does not say that ultimately, again, the writing and her testimony of B'fani Nechtam, B'fani Nechtam, ultimately, again, proved the validity of the get. So the fact that it doesn't say that leads Rabbi Yosef to believe that the middle part of the Mishnah is talking about, is talking about Eretz Yisrael. Okay, so Yosef, so bottom line, Machlok is Rabbi Yosef and Abaye ultimately had to understand the, the statement of the Mishnah. Rambam Paskins like Abaye, namely, these women who are not believed to give testimony that Rachel's husband died, would be believed to ultimately deliver her get. I will say again, but says Abaye, says the Ramam, when is that so? Only when it's a get from Chutz La'aretz. Because since that type of get is going to require a Befane Nechtat or Befane Nechtam, there is an additional certification process that is going to occur, which will, which will ultimately, again, be able to ascertain whether or not they are speaking the truth or they are setting her up for some type of, for, or they're setting her up. So good, that's what I'm on Paskins. Good, well, it says, goodbye to her. Ha'isha asma mevia. So I say, now remember again, the Mishnah also said, a woman could bring her own get, provided that she says, to which the Gemara says, what? So the Gemara says, ha'isha, isha, mechin mate gitel yada igarshala. I don't understand. I will say, if Reuven gives, right, if Reuven gives Rachel a get, so I will say, the moment he gives her the get, what's happening? What's happening? She's divorced. So what do you mean she has to bring the get to Eretz Yisrael and say, B'fani nechtam, b'fani nechtam? What, is, what does that mean? She writes, The moment the get reaches her hand, she is divorced. What's going on over here? So I will say, no, 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 what's the case? The case is where he attaches a t'nai to the Gerishin. So we'll say, so remember again, we're, gonna, we're going to talk about this sugya a bit more. But remember, technically speaking, a husband could attach a condition to a get. Right? That, you could do that. Now there's a caveat. What's the caveat? That ultimately, again, the condition cannot be eternal. The condition has to be timed. So for example, the paradigmatic example of this is, if a husband says to Rachel, right, Reuben says to Rachel, Rachel, this is your get. Um, and the condition that you never again go to your father's home. So I will say such a get is invalid because, because that tonight is eternal. So ultimately, again, it doesn't, it never fully severs the relationship between Ruben and Rachel. As opposed to if Ruben says to Rachel, this is your get on the condition that you don't go to your father's house for the next 30 days, such a get will work. Such a get will work. So I will say, so you are suggesting over here, what's the case? Ruben gives Rachel to a get. If Ruben gives Rachel again, he says to her, this is your get but you're not divorced until you bring this cat before Beisdin, right? The Beisdin of Yerushalayim. Okay, so we'll say, so fine. So, now she, so that, that's the case of the Mishnah. But still, sof, sof, kimat yahasam igar shala. 
So I'll say, but I don't understand. At the end of the day, so fine, let, let's, let's take this, let's take this, let's take this forward. So now Reuven gives Rachel the get, right? He gives her the get in Baltimore. He says, here's your get, but you are not divorced until you get to Basin in Yerushalayim. She gets to Basin in Yerushalayim. And we'll say, what happens the moment she steps foot in Basin in Yerushalayim? What happens? What happens? She's divorced. And we'll say, what doesn't she have to do? Why? I both say, here's what the Gemara is driving at. Is a din in shlichos. Is a din in shlichos, right? When a get is being sent with a shaliach from Chutzlars to Eretz Yisrael, there is a need to say befanenechtam. So the Gemara saying over here is this is not a case of shlichos, right? This is a case of tonight. So husband, right? Reuven's giving Rachel a get, and he's saying to her, the get is not valid until you get to the basin in Yerushalayim. Fine, okay, you could do that. that. That's not a problem, it's weird, but you could do that. Right, so go ahead and give her the gift. The moment she steps into Beisden, she's divorced. She's divorced. There's no need for Befane Nechtav or Befane Nechtam because she's not a Shaliach. She's not an agent. She's a woman who received a get. The get has a particular tonight, and now she's upheld the tonight. But once she upholds the tonight, we're done. We're done. So now Befane Nechtav, Befane Nechtav. Ela Amra Vios, Ela Amra Vhuna, Bar Manuach, Mishmein Dravacha, Bred Ravika. So is interesting. So what's the case? The case is where Reuben gives Rachel the get, and he says to her, listen, here's what I want you to do. Here's your get, on the condition that you take it to the basin in Yerushalayim. When you get to the basin in Yerushalayim, I want you to go ahead and put it down on the ground, and then pick it back up. And then pick it back up. So I'll say, what, what, what is the Gemara trying to do over here? The Gemara is trying to set up, see... In order for her to have to say what does she have to become? What does she have to become? A shaliach. So I'm saying, okay, here's the case. He's telling her, here's your get. Take it to the basin of Yerushalayim. Put it down on the ground and then pick it back up. So we'll say, essentially, she's acting as a shaliach to bring it to Eretz Yisrael, to bring it to the basin of Yerushalayim. And then when she picks it back up, she's picking it back up as, as, as the Isha. Tushimar says that case does not work. Ihahi, karka. we're going to talk about this case, right? This is the case of karka. Pick up your get from the ground. say, if a husband puts a get on the ground and says to his wife, pick it up, right? The gerushin is not valid. Why is it not valid? say, because what getting requires is vidnasan biyada. There has to be a direct, uninterrupted act of giving. The moment he puts it down on the ground and tells her to pick it up, there's no vinasan. There's no, there's no act of giving. There's no act of giving. So that wouldn't work. And Rava said, if a husband says to his wife, pick up your get from the ground, ultimately such a statement is meaningless. So I'll say, okay, so watch this. It's me a little bit complicated. Okay. So say so now watch this. Okay, now remember again. I will say this is going to take a deep breath. Right, this is going to be one of these cases where you're like, why, why? Let's say remember again because many times these cases aren't going to happen. But Lamai said they're just interesting because they illustrate concepts. So we'll say imagine the following situation: Reuven gives Rachel a get. Reuven gives Rachel a get, and he says to her, listen, this is your get. This is your get. But here's how this is going to work. Right, I want you to be a shliach laholacha. Now, what's the shaliach laholacha, right? right? That's really the husband's shaliach to transport the get. I want you to be a shaliach laholacha until you get to the basin in Yerushalayim. 
The moment you get into the basin of Yerushalayim, I want you to transform yourself into a shliach lekabala, which is a shliach to receive the get. And therefore, and there, I will say, and ultimately again, and as, as you become a shliach lekabala, then obviously what? You're receiving the get on your own behalf. You're receiving the get on your own behalf. That's what he wants of her, I will say. That's what he wants of her, to which I will say. And therefore, again, I will say, now what's the whole chap? Because he's doing that, she's acting in the capacity of a shliach lecha. Because she's shliach lecha, when she brings the getter, so what is she going to have to do? Befanein So I'll say, what's the problem with this case? What's wrong with this case? This is actually fascinating. Habish Sigmar says, here's the problem. So I'll say, now listen to this. So I'll say, this is an interesting din in shlichos. See, the problem over here, I'll say, in this case is, part of what makes a shlichos valid is the ability for the shaliach, for the agent, to go ahead and report back to the principal and say, mission accomplished. Now, I want to be clear. A shaliach doesn't have to do that. But in order to be a valid shlichos, the shaliach has to have the ability to go back to the principal and to say, I did it. They will say, in this case, you don't have that. Why don't you have that? Why don't you have that? Because the shaliach leholacha ceases to exist because she morphs ultimately again into the shliach lekabalah. So Rabbi said the problem is it's not a valid shlichos. It's not a valid shlichos. So Rabbi said this case can't work. Rabbi said I will point out what is hashkafically remarkable about this case Rabbi said is what? What does it point out to us? The profound and cathartic ability to change. That you could be a shliach leholacha transform yourself into a shliach lekabalah and Rabbi said in life you could transform yourself in such a dramatic way that what? That what? No vestige of your previous self exists. And I will say, now again, I want to point out, often change does not demand that of us, right? I will say, true change does not demand obliteration of the previous self. I will say, this is one of the things. Rabbi Lovichik writes about this in, in, in Al Chuba. One of the things that sometimes stands in the way of change is that people are afraid to like lose themselves, right? Sometimes I think that in order to become a balchuva, a balchuva, so ultimately I'm gonna have to totally eradicate and obliterate, you know, any vestige of my previous self. That's not true. That's not what change requires. Change requires elevation of the self, not obliteration of the self. That being said, I was saying, there are times in life when I want to, I want to, kind of go ahead and do away with the old self and remake a new self. And remake. So sometimes we convince ourselves that that's not possible. I can never fully change. We'll say, here you see, a shliach leholacha could fundamentally transform into a shliach lekabala. What does that teach me? What does that teach me? That profound, personalistic, comprehensive, cathartic change is absolutely possible. You could transform yourself into someone totally new if you want to. And that totally new person could have absolutely no connection to the person who was before. Now again, does change demand that? No. No. Change does not demand this, this profound eradication of previous self. But if you want that, if you want that, you can have that. If you want to become to- someone totally remarkably new, that possibility is within reach. If you want to fundamentally transform from a shliach leholacha to a shliach lekabala, you can. 
They'll say, what a, what a profound chizik. What a profound chizik. If you want to hit the factory reset, right? You want to go ahead and restore factory settings. You want to start all over. You absolutely have the ability to do so. In any event, but back to Gitten. So they'll say, so this won't work. This won't work. Why? Because partially chus requires that the shaliach is able to report back. The problem over here is if the woman morphs from a shliach l'olacha to a shliach l'kabbalah, then in her capacity as a shliach l'kabbalah, she's unable to report back to the husband that mission accomplished. Okay, the Amrleh. So what's the case? Havi shaliach l'olacha adamatis hasam. Okay, we'll get ready for this. So rather, what does the husband say to Rav? So right, Reuben says to Rachel, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I want you to be a shliach I want you to be a shliach l'olacha until you get to, to Yushalayim. So based in and when you get to Yushalayim, Shavi Shliach Kabbalah. Then, Rachel, go and create your own Shliach Kabbalah. Let's see what's going on over here. Right? Go and create your own Shliach Kabbalah. Then, Rachel, what are you going to do? Listen to this. Rachel, give the get to your Shliach Kabbalah. And once you give the get to your Shliach Kabbalah, what's going to happen? Then you're going to be divorced. Then you're going to be divorced. So, let's say, remember, this is, what are we trying to do? We're just trying to create a situation where Rachel will be obligated to say, So therefore, if she does that, she brings the get to Yushalayim, essentially functioning as a shriach la'olacha. She says, She gives over the get to her own appointed shriach la'kabala, and that's how she's divorced. To which the Gemara says, Okay, This all makes sense, according to the opinion that says, that a woman could appoint a shaliach to receive the get from her husband's shaliach. But I will say, according to the opinion who says, a woman cannot appoint a shaliach, an agent, to receive the get from her husband's agent. I will say, we'll see why that is in just a moment. So I will say, so how are you going to set up this case? It's not going to work. Tushimur says, no, no, no. Time am I. I will say, why wouldn't a woman be able to appoint a shaliach to receive the get from her husband's shaliach. Why not? Di'ika bizayon debal. So we'll say, this is actually interesting. So we'll say, we're going to talk about this. But Lamaisa, one of the interesting things that could come up is, is that we're concerned to allow a woman to accept the get, to, sorry, we're concerned to allow a woman to appoint a shaliach to receive the get either from her husband or from her husband's shaliach. What are we concerned about? That the husband's going to get offended. It's gonna get you couldn't accept the get yourself. Mm-hmm. Right now, both say, now that is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Both say, you know, one you know one of the interesting lessons we learn over life, course of life, you know, like when we're young, when we're young, we're like, no, I'm not going to get involved in this on principle, right? This is ridiculous. And then as we get older, we discover something amazing. We spend most of our day dealing with ridiculous. Now, maybe I'm projecting a bit over here, right? right? But when I say, like, like I, at the end of the day, like, this is ridiculous. But then I realize, okay, but like, I still have to navigate it. You know, I, 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 could, I could say, I'm not dealing with you because you're ridiculous. And like, wow, I just cleared my whole calendar. Right? This is incredible. I'm taking up golf, right? This is fantastic. So I'll say, but then I realize, like, no, that's actually not how the world works. In other words, I have to deal with ridiculous. Like, I, I do have to deal with ridiculous people. I have to deal with ridiculous situations. And I have to deal with a certain level of unreasonability throughout the day. And I will say, 
See, actually, once you accept it, it's very liberating because you're like, okay, this is it. Like, this is what it means to navigate in life. You have to deal with ridiculous. So I will say, and once you accept that, once you accept that, what you begin to find is you're actually able to navigate the world very well. In other words, people who stand on principle, I don't, I don't deal with unreasonability. Well, hopefully, they're independently wealthy, so they have the ability to do that. That's fine. That's great. If you could do that, great. I would say, but, but they end up always being in a state of anxiety or, or tension because, like, this one's unreasonable. This is, if you accept the premise that people are often unreasonable, not always, often unreasonable, and you accept the premise that people often behave in all kinds of crazy ways, if you accept that as a reality, you're able to navigate in the world fairly well. Fairly well. So I will say, so here, what, what are we concerned about? Husband is delivering the get. And what are we concerned about? I say, what are we concerned about? Until the woman gets that get, what are we most concerned about? Don't, don't, what is it? Don't, don't poke the bear. Don't, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, or just, like, don't set anyone off. As crazy as it is, it's totally unreasonable. So we're concerned that if she appoints a shaliach to go ahead and, to go ahead and receive the get, then what? Then Lamaisa, then Lamaisa, you know, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to write a trap. By the way, I will tell you, I will tell you, having been involved in, in multiple gittin, you would be surprised. So there are times where the wife is not there for a variety of different reasons. And I've seen it firsthand where like husbands like are like offended and like, you're like offended. You're a jerk, right? <laughs> that's why you're in this situation, right? That, that's, that's right. If I was your wife, I wouldn't want to be here either. Like, and, and it's, and it's incredible. It, it, is, it is absolutely incredible to see that like, again, you would think you're getting divorced. Now, now you want to spend time together, right? Right, right now, now, right, right. You've been a, you, you've been a derelict husband all of these years. Now suddenly you need to be in the same room as you. But I will say, but Lamaisa, but Lamaisa, like people, people are interesting. People are interesting. So I'll say, so there, there is this concept that we don't want to chas v'shalom go ahead and do something that's going to rock the boat. So I will say back to this. So the Gemara says, if it's an issue of design the bow. That's not a problem over here. Why is it not a problem over here? I will say, why not? Because here the husband is the one who's orchestrating and choreographing this entire situation. So the mice against the mice, we're not concerned about. So the Gemara is, V'hacha ba'al kapit. So hani chalman da'amar mishum bizayin da'al. Elman da'amar mishum chatsir ha'ba'al la'achem ikan ma'ikel anemar. So I will say, now listen to this. So there's another problem. The other problem I will say is, we actually spoke about this. We will say, the case of chatsir ha'ba'al la'achem ikan ma'ikel is the following case. Imagine this case. Ruben is married to Rachel. Reuven wants to divorce Rachel. So what does he do? He takes a get. He puts it in Shimon's chatzar. He says, Shimon, gift the chatzar to Rachel. We actually saw this case a few days ago. That's called chatzar habal achlinga. So we'll say, so now it's going to happen. So Reuven thinks, okay, now Rachel's going to acquire the chatzar. What happens when she acquires the chatzar? What happens? What happens? She acquires the get as well. It doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? It's a disrupted nesina. It's a disrupted act of conveyance. Since I will say, again, at the end, there was a disruption in the flow of the conveyance. Therefore, again, it does not work. So I will say, so some say this idea of her appointing the shleach like Kabbalah ultimately also represents a disrupted act of conveyance. So I will say, what are you supposed to say? Therefore, the Amr Allah, so I will say, what's the case? Here we go. We'll say last one. He says to her, so Reuven gives Rachel the get. He says, Rachel, you are the shaliach to bring me get to Eretz Yisrael. Until you get to the basin in Yerushalayim. So when you get to the basin in Yerushalayim, 
Rachel, you appoint another shliach l'holacha. Well, so we're going to talk about this case, right? So remember again, Rachel, you are, you are the shaliach to transport the get. When you get to Eretz, when you get to Yushalayim, appoint another shliach l'holacha, and then what? The kabli And then you receive the get from that second shliach l'holacha. Okay, so we'll say that could work. That could work. The by same other possibilities, the Amr Ultimately, again, until you go ahead and you get to the base in Yushalayim, the Chimat is Hasam, when you get to the base in Yushalayim, Amar Kame Beidina, say before the base din, Bifanenechta Ufanechtam, Umashvi Beidina Shliach, Velesunech, and then Beidin will appoint a Shaliach, ultimately again to give it to you. Okay, so we'll say, so that again, that could be the case. That could be the case. So ultimately, again, he's appointing her. So we'll say, again, let's just go back. How do we get into this? The Mishnah said a woman could bring her own get from her, from, from, a woman could bring her own get from Adina Sayam, provided she says, nechtav, right? Now we'll say, now Lemaisa, now Lemaisa, here's what's interesting. Here's what's interesting. Pimar said, but one second, once she receives the get, isn't she, isn't she automatically divorced? So I want to say all of this, all of this was an effort to go ahead and all this was an effort to go ahead and frame the case about how it would work. So so how would it work? It work is he appoints her as a shliach l'holacha, says to her, bring the get to Beisdin. She brings the get to Beisdin in the capacity of a shliach l'holacha, right? Says, then Beisdin ultimately again will go ahead and probably appoint another shliach to go ahead and she'll convey the get to another shaliach and then receive the get from that shaliach and ultimately be divorced. Good. We'll say, Hadron Allah, Hamevi get. We'll say, Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. New parak. Here we go. Kol get shenichtav shalashum isha. Pasal. We'll say, here we go. Any get not written for the sake of a particular woman is pasal. So we'll say, the get has to be written. Again, we've seen this already before many times. A get has to be written in the Shema. I will say, the Gemara is going to give, Mishra is going to give some examples. So, okay, so what are some examples of not Lishma? Right? I will say, some examples of where the get was not the Lishma. For example, Hayo over Bashuk, Bashama Kosov, and Makrin, Ishploni, Megarish, Ishplonis, Mimakamploni, but Amr Zeshmi, Vizeshim, Ishti, Pasla Garishbo. So, what's the interesting case? Let's say a guy is walking by the base Madrash, right? He's walking by the base Madrash. So he hears, he hears ultimately again that they are. So, I will say, remember again, a sofer has to practice. So let's say he walks by a base medrash of Sofrim, and they're practicing. They will say, what are they practicing? They're saying, okay, Ruvain, who's married to Rachel, who lives in Baltimore. And they will say, what happens? Ruvain, who's married to Rachel, who lives in Baltimore, is walking by. He hears this, and he says, wow, incredible. Simen mina shamayim, right? I was always doubtful. I never knew if, right, if this union was blessed or not. He says clearly again, who right, right, Lord, show me the light, and he and right, and, and again, I've seen it, I've right, I've seen the light. Again, I'm walking by this, my name, my wife's name, my locale. So once I, he decides ultimately again, this is my get. It also will be free. It also will be free, which is another right. So I say, so again, so puzzle the So I say, obviously it won't work. It won't work, right? Because obviously, even though they're writing this get for Ruvain and Rachel from Baltimore, it's not for that Ruvain, that Rachel from Baltimore. So it's not going to work. Next. Yes, I mean, kind of, we'll say another case, another case. Kasav Lagarish says, Ishto Nimlach. So we'll say, let's say, Ruvain, who was married to Rachel, decided to divorce his wife. Then Baruch Hashem, they reconciled. So he decided not to use the get. Matzal ben Iro va'amr lo shmi kishmecha v'shem ishti kishem ishtecha. Pasav Lagarish po. They both say, so now, Ruvain has a friend, Ruvain, whose wife also has to be named Rachel. 
So Ruve number two says, hey, you using that get? Right, you using that get? So I'm gonna say, so right, so Ruve number one and Ruve number two reconciled. Right, Ruve, sorry, Ruve one and Rachel and Rachel one reconciled. So now Ruve two says, you know what, let me just use that get. Right, shame to let a good get go to waste. Right, so let, let, let me, right, so let me go ahead, let me go ahead and use that get. So I'll say, so obviously, Pasal Garish not gonna work. Not gonna work. I'm in base, I'm say, I'm in base. Next, yes, I'm in say an additional case. We'll say very interesting. Here's case number three. Case number three is Ruvain. Ruvain is married to two women. They are both named Rachel. Now we'll say, this is wild because the only thing worse than being married to two women right, is being married to two women who have the same name. We'll say, can you imagine this? Can, can, right? can you, we'll say, just, when I say, when I say the only thing worse than me, remember again, there's a reason why Chazal called the second wife a tzara. Right, because even though again, once upon a time polygamy was was permitted, both say it never works. So we know this. We'll say all you need to do is open up Horatius, right? Open up Horatius and learn all of the stories of the most. And again, the obviously most it, it did. Right again, I both say this is this this was by tzaddikin. This is by tzaddikin that ultimately again it just it, it, it was just such a cause of strife. So the mice again, the Gemara says as follows. So the Gemara says, so now let's say, Well, see, really interesting. So Reuven has two wives, and they're both named Rachel. of the Garish is Hagidola, Garish So we'll say now, watch this. This is fascinating. So now let's say Reuven and Rachel number one. Right? Rachel one had a falling out, and now ultimately again, Reuven wrote up a get. Then Reuven and Rachel one reconcile. But again, what happens? Reuven now is ready to divorce Rachel too. So Reuven figures, okay, listen, the truth is, let me use this get, right? Because Lamaisa, I'm Reuven, right? I'm Reuven, right? So the name is the same. The location, the location is correct. So I will say, and now again, they're both my wife. Ultimately, again, it will not work. It will not work. Yes, Semikan, but I'll say another case. Amr the Lavlar, person says to the scribe, so we'll say, this is actually very interesting. In case number three, I'll say, listen to this. Case number three, it's same as that, case number four, sorry, it's the same as case, previous case, which is, Reuben is married to two Rachels, to two Rachels. He goes over to the sofa, he's like, listen, I'm pretty sure things are going to blow up with one of them, right? So, so let's like, I'll say, it's good to be forward thinking. It's good to be forward thinking. So he says, you know what? Do me a favor, write up a get, write up a get. Here's what I know is, I'm divorcing a Rachel, right? Right? That's, that's for sure. Which Rachel? Which Rachel? That remains to be seen. But Lamaisa, let's be forward-thinking people. Draw this up now, and I'll just use it for whichever Rachel I want. Ultimately, again, Pasa Legarish, but it doesn't work. So we'll say, let's analyze these cases now. So Kasa Legarish is Ishtov and Imbach. So we'll say, so now listen to this. So we'll say, so the problem is, cases number one and cases number two seem to be redundant. Right, because both are cases, both are cases where the get is being written seemingly for someone else, and now ultimately you want to use it ultimately for your wife. Right, Ruben wants to use it for his wife. So we'll say, so what is case number one teaching me that case number two didn't? So we'll say, this is fascinating. Remember again, the Reisha case was the case of where Ruben's walking by and he hears so from writing a get. So we'll say, Bepashtos, that sounds like a case of where what? Of where what? Where the get was being written for one person. Ruven and Ruven, even though again it's the same name as Ruven and his wife, they can't use it. To which the Gemara says, Papa, no, no, no. They saw from Ha'asuyin le Islamid Askinan. That was said, here's what's fascinating. Case number one of the Mishnah Bosai is a case of a get being written 
not for the purpose of divorce. Why is the get being written? Why is the get being written? For educational purposes. Others are both side. Case number one in the Mishnah is where Ruvain is walking by and he hears that Sofrim are practicing the writing of a get. They're practicing. So both say, in writing a practice get, what do you do? What do you do? You want to include actual names. So they include Ruvain, married to Rachel from Baltimore. So that, that's what they're doing. But, we'll say, but the get is not being written for anyone in specific. The get is being written as a practice. So we'll say, so that's the case. Sofrin Makrin, it says Sofrin are literally again are reading. So what's happening over here? You have like a master sofer who's dictating names, right? And and locations ultimately again to a junior scribe. That's what it means when it says Makrin, they're calling us. So therefore I'll say case number one in the Mishnah is a get that's not even being written really for the sake of divorce. It's being written ultimately for what? It's being written ultimately, again, for... It's being written for the purpose, ultimately, of training. So if it happens to be that the training get happens to have the name of Ruvain and his wife, Rachel, and from Baltimore, you might have thought you could use that. Kamash Malon, you cannot. Good, weiter. So my yes, if you notice, by the way, the cases in the Mishnah really go ahead and build on one another. Shabbosay, so case number one taught me that Allah a get that was written for training purposes, even if it has all of the right personal information, cannot be used for divorce purposes. They will say, my yes, Mikan, what did the second case build on? So whereas in case number one, the Mishnah teaches me, I can't use a get that was not written for divorce purposes, right? Case number one was again written for training purposes. That's what the Mishnah teaches me. I will say, I might have thought though, I have several say, not only can you not use a get that was not written for divorce purposes, what does case number two teach me? Case number two, I will say, teaches me that even if a get, remember again, what was case number two in the Mishnah? Case number two was, was, um, so I will say, case number two was, Right, Reuven was going to divorce Rachel. He decides not to. There's another Reuven married to Rachel. Ultimately, again, so we'll say, now the Mishnah teaches me that even though in case number two, that get was written for divorce purposes, but because it wasn't written for specific Reuven, right, this Reuven and this Rachel can't be used. Furthermore, not only that, the next case taught me that even if Ruvain had written a get for himself to be used with a particular wife, he can't go ahead and use it for a different wife. Not only that, So I will say, ultimately, again, furthermore, furthermore, we learned that Allah Chalamaisa, next case taught me, I will say, that even if the get had the correct name written for this one, can't be used for a different one with the same name. My time, What's the reason? So we'll say, what's the reason of all of these things? If the Torah would have just said, right? I would have thought it comes to exclude the earlier case. Because we'll say in case number one in the Mishnah, the Mishnah was not, sorry, the get was not written for divorce purposes. What, what was it written for? What was it written for? It was written for ultimately, again, learning purposes. But I will say, ultimately, again, if a man decided to divorce his wife, and then he decided not to divorce her, the Avid Lushum Krisos. So I will say, that document was written in order to affect divorce. 
I would have thought, Ema Kasha, Ema Kasha, I would have thought it should be good. I will say, by the way, that's the case of where Ruvain 1 was going to divorce Rachel 1. He decides not to. Then Ruvain 2 finds the get, and he's also married to a woman by the name of Rachel. I would have thought such a document should be valid. Why? Why? Because it was written for the sake of divorce. So I might have thought that by definition validates it. Therefore, the Torah says, because of Rachman of Akasav, because of Rachman of Akasav, have Amina la Meuteha, the low Ihu Kasivla. So I'll say, since it says the Kasav, I would have thought, no, Ruvain number two, you can't use it because you didn't write to get. The Ihu Kasivla, but I'll say, in the case ultimately again where Ruvain has two wives, both are Rachel, both are Rachel, right? He should be able to, and he decided to, that he wanted to divorce Rachel one, but then he changes his mind that he wants to divorce Rachel two. He should be able to use that get. To which the Gemara says, "The ihu kakasav le'ema kasher kasev rachmana la." Therefore, I'll say the Torah says la. What does la say? Lishma for the sake of a particular woman. I have a sefer lamely. So I'll say, why do I need it? Why do I need the last case? So I'll say, now listen, remember again. What's the last case in the Mishnah? Last case in the Mishnah is Ruvay is married to two women named Rachel. Two women married Rachel. I'll say, what does, what does Ruvay do? He goes over to the sofer. He's like, look. I don't know who I'm divorcing, but someone's getting divorced. Right? So I'll say, so just write, just draft a get that says Ruben is divorcing Rachel. I'm a man of shach. I'll decide later on who I'm going to use it for. So why doesn't that case work? I'll say, how come in Breira? So I'll say, remember again, what's Breira? So remember again, Breira is retroactive clarification. So I'll say, that last case depends on Breira. Depends on Breira. Because I'll say, essentially what Ruben's, what Ruben's doing is he's saying this over. Write it get now for Rachel. Write it get now for Rachel. And I'll determine later on which Rachel I am going to divorce. And it'll be retroactively clarified that when the get was written, it was written for Rachel number one. To which the Mishnah says, in Breira. We don't, we don't subscribe to the concept of retroactive clarification. So I will say, so bottom line, bottom line, what comes out from this, what comes out from this Mishnah is I will say the only way to write a valid get is how? Is how? Ultimately, again, for a specific woman who is known at the time of the writing of the get. That's it. In other words, if it does not conform to that, if it does not go, right, not a get that was written for educational purposes, not someone else's get, not a get to divorce this wife and then divorce another, even though they have the same name, no retroactive clarification. The only way a valid get works is if halacha lamaisa, the get is written for this specific woman at this specific time. Incredible. Well, so let's just go a little bit back for another minute. Says the Gemara. Kitan, um, I'm sorry. So two dots. So we'll say ultimately again, if, if let's say this is the case of Ruben married to two Rachels. Ruben married to two Rachels. So ultimately again, he goes ahead and he writes on the get to divorce. Rachel number one, he can't use it to divorce Rachel number two. So Kitana Hudula Matsi Megar Shiba. So I'll say ultimately again it's wife number two that he can't use to divorce with it. Hagidola Matsimigarishba. So we'll say, but what do you see from here? You see from here that Allah Khalamaisa, he can go ahead and divorce the old one. So we'll say, so here's what's interesting. Remember, let's talk about this case in just a moment. So right, Ruben is married to two women named Rachel. Two men named Rachel. So we'll say, so now remember again, what, what was the case of the Mishnah? He was going to divorce Rachel number one. He then reconciles with Rachel number one and he decides that he's going to divorce Rachel number two. So what does the Mishnah say? You can't do that. You can't do that. We'll say, but what can you infer from the Mishnah? That he can use the get for Rachel number one. 
Right? That, that's what we infer from the Mishnah. They will say, this teaches us a very interesting idea. Amar Rabbi Zosu Meres, Shnei Yosef ben Shimon Adar Be'ir Achos, Motzien Shtarchov Alacherim. They will say, what do you see from this? You see from this that if you have it in a city, two guys by the name of, by the name of Yosef ben Shimon, then ultimately, again, they could go ahead and take out a loan or lend, lend money, lend money to people in the town. Now, what's, what's, what, what does that mean? So, I will say, there is a concern. Let's say you have two guys named Yosef ben Shimon. So, I will say, watch this. So, now, let's say Yosef ben Shimon, one, lends $10,000 to, uh, to Levi. To Levi. Right? So, Yosef ben Shimon shows up. He says to Levi, you owe me $10,000. And what does Levi say? What does Levi say? I didn't borrow from you. I borrowed from the other Yosef ben Shimon. So, I will say, what do you see from here? You see from here that the Yosef ben Shimon who is in possession of the document is assumed to be the Yosef ben Shimon named in the shtar as the lender. Why? Because he's in possession of the document. So too when Reuben divorces Rachel and he has two wives named Rachel, why aren't we concerned that maybe Rachel number two is going to say, I'm the one who's divorced, but I lost my get and Rachel number one found the document. We don't assume that because we assume that whoever is in possession of the document ultimately is the one who is divorced. So we'll say, we'll stop over here with this today. We'll pick up a minute say with this sugya tomorrow. Shkoyach. All right. Have a great day. Good chambers, everyone.